Good morning, Jerry. Oh, man, that was festive. Good morning, John. Yeah. Hey, hey here we oh, are. Oh. We're ready to roll. Hey, um, yeah, this is this is the bro show. In case anyone's curious, we are the bros. I'm Jerry. I'm John. Yeah, we're actual brothers. You know, same mother, same father. Hey, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Well, I got a little hungry this morning, so I put on my lizard shirt. <laughs> you, 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 you bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say the same. I'm not in the mood for eating a rat because I've got my rat shirt on. One yeah, those varmints are not uh, considered in the same class as lizards. No, they're not. It, I, you know what I love about this shirt that I had completely forgotten? Ooh. It's got this beautiful picture of the Chinese Zodiac rat. rat. And then at the bottom, the rat is saying, it's my season, bitches. That's nice. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. And it's, a it's rat a, the with the Love it. The bro show. www.bro.show. Mm. Hey. We, speaking <sighs> of show, we got a show. We got a show today, and we got a sponsor, don't we? Oh, we, yeah, this sponsor. It's, it's this uh, Horned Lizard Association, which yeah. sells all kinds of stuff, including a wait, wonderful... Wait, 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 Corned Lizard Conservation Society. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's got a shirt. That's all I care about. It's got a shirt. Yeah. We all need to have a shirt. We can't have yeah, too many close. shirts. Can't. You can't. Yeah, and you you are representing when you wear a shirt. And wouldn't you like to defend the poor little horned lizards? And they are so darn cute. Uh, they especially are. when they're Don't little, try to pet they? them. Don't pet them. No, don't pet them. The, 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 the horn uh, portion gets in the way. I mean, don't get them upset either because they can squirt blood at you out their eyes. So, yeah. So, just that. that just about does that. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of lizards, this is the season of the lizard. That's why we have right. such a sponsor, number one. Number two, we do have a lizard story, which, first of all, I just want to say, I have very mixed feelings about this story. You, really, you don't. I know, because you, you had don't. a lizard. You had an iguana. Yeah. Hey, well, the thing with me is I took a look and I said, I, I looked at a lizard and I said, you know what? There's a fair amount of flesh on those bones. I just Jeez. wonder. You think so? I just wonder I if there might so. be some sort of food stuff here and sure enough i did a google and came up with an article called lizards and unknown delicacy with a beautiful picture of barbecued lizard and what we find is that we know lizards are all over they're plentiful there's a lot of them hanging and but in the areas primarily of latin america and asia the lizard is considered a food delicacy and, uh, yeah, I mean, Central America, South America, part of the Caribbean. And I thought, well, oh, that's somebody else's problem. That's not the, that's not in the U.S. Well, let's talk a little bit exactly with respect to preparation, how this goes. thing is that okay. you, you could, uh, if you're going to eat a lizard, what you got to do is you've got to 
uh, basically captured. Now, lizards are can be transported. You know, you could either transport them live, just like you would lobsters, but wouldn't put them in the same category as lobster. Probably not that, that kind of thing. No. No, or not. they can be like frozen if you're going to get them from a supplier, which is something we'll talk a little bit about later. Uh, so here we are. So you cut the head off. What you do is you don't want to try to take the skin off right away. You want to cook them up because the skin comes off a lot easier after you've cooked them. You roast them. And then what you can do is you can pry the meat off or uh, debone them. And you've got yourself something to eat. Of course, we know what they taste like. They taste like chicken because every rare Exotic meat tastes like chicken. Really? So, it tastes like chicken? Tastes like chicken, unless you're a real connoisseur of lizard and you want to be reminded it's a lizard. What you do is you eat it with the skin on. Then oh. you know you're eating a lizard. I must ask, what type of lizard are we talking about eating here? Oh, yeah, sorry. It's iguana, believe it or not. It's the most, one of the more popular lizards. And so the, mer- the marine, the marine iguana or the terrestrial? Oh, I don't know. You're, you're, you're the animal guy. The green you're, iguana? You know, I got a guy and you're the animal one. Okay. All right. Is it the so green I one? Think, Do you think it's green? Yeah, it's green. Okay. That's, you that's turned the green after iguana. eating it. That's all I know. Who would want to eat an iguana? Well, I'll tell you what. There are a fair number. A lot of people that are, you know, immigrants that come from these other countries bring this, uh, this food or this, you know, this habit of eating iguanas with them. And of course, you've got all the iguanas that, you know, in Florida, et cetera, as a pop state that's pretty popular. So you, you find that there are a fair number of people. Now you can, you can trap them. You can, you know, get at your butterfly net and capture them however you want to. And uh, there are, particularly in Florida, a lot. But also, we have a, a Cracker Jack research guy who is a regular listener by the name of Jason Otto. And, of course, when I say something... Oh, Jason, you got a guy. I got a guy. I got a, I got a research oh. guy. Okay. And Jason, he looked it up and found there are, there are several of these exotic uh, animal suppliers for restaurants that actually do uh, supply a fair amount of lizard meat all over the country, primarily in Florida and California. And that can be, they can be shipped out alive or they can be shipped out frozen. Now, what can you, in addition to the fact you can get them boned with with the bones in, with the bones out, you can also get uh, lizard uh, sausage. And I'll tell you right now, one of these days, I'm going to, this is my prediction. One of these days there's going to be a lizard hot dog. A lizard hot dog. Hot dog, yes. And you're well, going to go to the can... ballpark and you say, I prefer to have the lizard hot dog with mustard, please. <laughs> Is it going to be green? No. It'll it be, be. Well, actually, what's, what's going to happen is it'll have, of course, the tubing, which will be regular color. But then when you bite into it, it'll be green, which will make it a very popular item to sell on St. Patrick's Day. I'm stunned. It all makes sense. To you. Yeah, and that's all that counts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm glad we got that established. Yeah, so it, it, this other article I wrote called Chicken of the Trees, Eating South Florida's Iguanas. Okay. But, you wow. know, you just take a look at some of these critters. You just see the meat just kind of flapping around on them. You know, they're a little flabby, which means the meat is more tender. Um, 
So you really yeah. got into this, didn't you? You really got into this. Yeah, you know, the only but if I would have really taken it the next step, I would have ordered some lizard meat and be eating it as we talk. But I was hoping to find a lizard snack, you know, like a, something like a beef jerky, lizard yeah. jerky, and then and I no. never could I couldn't find God. that. I'm still stunned. I can't believe you did this segment. I can't believe it. You said you were going to do it, and you did it. Look, we could. There's six thousand or more species of lizard out there. Now we're going to bore the listeners with a different lizard every week. We've got to mix it up. We got to shake it up. Okay, That's what I did. Cooked and then, it up. by the way, what you did. Little, you uh, cooked this salt up. and pepper on your lizard while you're at it. Like it was salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, salt and pepper works. That's good. Shake, shake, shake. Gotcha. Oh, so, man. Are, are you going to say it or am I going to say it about lizard meat? Them's good eating. There you go. That's it. Them are good eating. Them's good eating. That's yeah, for sure. That's what we said on the farm. Mm. Someone name an animal. Someone else would say, them are good eating. Yep. And okay. uh, you know what? I would like this. I, I kind of hesitate to say that because I haven't eaten yet. You know, this show is based upon truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> I don't that know. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I guess I copied that off somebody. Maybe Superman. I all buildings in a single bound. Okay, well, I think we've uh, we've ground the lizard into sausage enough at this point. Okay, all right, all right. That's enough of the, uh, the story. Hey, I got a word. I got a word. You do have a word, and I got a feeling you were thinking of me when you came up with this word. No, I wasn't, actually. Oh, good. That's a sigh. I'm, I'm, that's a, I'm breathing a sigh of relief. Go ahead. What is the word? Well, this the word is a very common word. You know, you hear it around the house all the time and at work. But uh, I'm gonna. I, ch- I, I chose a particular definition of this word. The word is insanity. Right. Okay. And you've heard the saying, "Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is insanity." That's the definition right. of insanity. People say. Now. Right. All right. Here's the weird. First of all. The good thing about this is because it takes the word out of a clinical setting and ascribes it to a behavior, right. a behavior that you can readily observe. Unlike other forms of insanity, there's a lot of insanity that's below the surface and you can't see, and it's up to the voodoo and hoodoo of the doctors as to what it is and what it isn't and what drugs you get to take as a result. But this form of insanity this is interesting because who do you think they say said this? Who they said? Yeah, That's who do the you think word. this is? Usually nobody knows for to. sure. It's a re- it's it's Einstein. It's not Einstein, though. Who is it, though? Nobody knows for sure. That's who, but I thought you were asking the question: Who is it purported to be? It's purported to be Einstein. You're correct about that. But it is not Einstein. He never said that. Yeah. He said a lot of other stuff, particularly during the quantum theory era. You know, when that came into vogue, he was known to say God doesn't play dice. So he was always trying to either disprove or find out the or discover the unified field theory to get the quantum guys to shut up. But he never said this thing about insanity. 
Now, the only source that anyone seems to have any kind of feeling for is a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, the the actual uh, partner side of Alcoholics Anonymous. In other words, where the wives and husbands of alcoholics go to meet. It was thought that somebody there said this statement as regarding the behavior of their partner. Yep. And That's I all think, I got on this. Well, it, so, it, 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 you do a word search a and you come up with the sources late as early as you can. So, yeah, you know, I read the one with Alcohol Anonymous uh, it, in another one where it was a novel that they found it in a little bit before that. But I think there's also the fact that, you know, you got quote, you got maybe a book called Quotable Einstein. Before yeah. you know it, it's put in it and it comes out by the Princeton Press. It's got some Ivy League credibility to it. And before you know it, Einstein is the guy who said it. Uh, but I've also yeah, there's another, the by I the way, hold on, there's another pr- Princeton Press that published the exact opposite, that it wasn't him. Yeah, unattributable. They, they yeah. said these are, the, these are the ones that he's not, he's supposed to have said, but really didn't. Yep. That's a whole category. But what happens is does a person look at the heading and see which of these categories it is? No. He goes no. to a book like Princeton and says, oh, oh, here's that quote. Einstein said it. By the way, Ding Dong, read the top of the page where it says he didn't do it. Oh, I'm not going to argue with that. And uh, I think the one thing we can agree upon, or at least seems to be universally accepted, and that's the fact that this is one of the most overused cliches on the face of the earth. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yep. That's what I was trying to give you, the truth. Okay, Mr. Truth, so why did I choose this word? That I can't remember. Okay, I can help you there. I need this, help. We're, this is a segue word. This is a segue to our two takes oh, topic. Oh, now I remember. Go for it. Yes. Okay, two takes. The, the, we're going to talk about the invasion of Afghanistan, or the history of invasions and sudden exits from Afghanistan. And we call this segment of the show Two Takes, and the title of it is What Did You Expect? Because if you do the same thing repeatedly and expect a different result, you are insane. And this yep. invasion and exvasion of this crazy country has been going on since before 330 B.C. Yep. I mean, it's amazing some of the celebrity invaders that have really trounced on this. <laughs> Did you really say that? <laughs> well, yeah, like uh, Genghis Khan and Alexander the Greatest. No, no, wait a minute. Stop there. Stop. <laughs> wait a minute. That's, just, wrong? that's just Alexander the Greatest. Not the Greatest. Well, that's what the history book says, but you got to listen to the guy. What guy? Alexander. He, he assumed he was the greatest. That was a wrestler. <laughs> God, John. It's just Alexander the Great. Come on. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, hey, look. Go ahead. Didn't I, I, I got to interrupt. Screwed up here. But, okay. you know, my problem is I, I didn't even know where Afghanistan was located. So, for those who are, like, a little bit uh, challenged with respect to not only history but geography, uh, I realized that it's actually in Asia when I thought it was, like, in the Middle East you know, like right there with Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and all that good stuff, and realize, hey, it's a little bit further east. 
And it actually borders, the borders include uh, Pakistan, which is the most, and it is a landlocked country, which yeah. I think already puts it in a bad position. And then you yeah. add to the fact it's got this terrain, which is hard to handle, but it's good for terrorists to hide in. Yes. Um, that, that's one of that, 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 so it's a destination for anybody who wants to wreak havoc on the earth. That's uh, correct. This is a place to hang because you're hard to find when you get there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So size-wise, I read where it's about the size of Texas. Uh, it is, it is. And it's got a population which kind of bounces all over the place because a lot of people at certain points in their history, people have been trying to escape this country. And yeah. so right now, I think it's sitting at close to like 38, 39 million but yeah, it, it can, you know, who knows, based but on who knows? developments, it, you know, people are scattering and trying to find exits out of this joint, out of this, this where, you know what I mean. So what has it got going for it? Anything? Yeah, why, why agriculture? People, why agriculture do people want to invade this country so much? Well, I think I, I did. Well, first thing is we, we can you know, go the way we did the Wayback Machine with getting us kind of this and that, whatever. We've got India we used to be a, a, a colony of of Britain. So as a result, the Brits back in the early 1900s were concerned about the fact that, well, we don't want, we, we want to kind of protect our, our, our colony here in India. So what we'll do is we want to make sure that stuff that's going on with respect to a country close to it is okay. So if they didn't like the, uh, what was going on, concerned about, you know, the, the safety, they Russia. would then go aid it. And Russia was it? Yeah, they were concerned about Russia. Then of course, Russia, uh, was concerned about Afghanistan because they wanted to make sure that they had a uh, political uh, parties or political climate, which included, uh, like, you know, take no prisoners, p- political uh, atmosphere. Yep. You know, or if you if if you were taken a prisoner, you were lucky because usually they just shot you. Yeah, um, absolutely. So these are the kind of things that happen. So we've got Russia. But but again, to your point of insanity. Yeah. Here we were. We went in. But the one before us was Russia. They spent 20 years there. Hold it. Before that, sort of 20. They, they started in 1929. Well, yeah, 30, yeah. They were in and out. But the last time yeah. they were in, just before us, you, you yeah. would think we would take a look 79. at recent history. 79. Yeah. You, you'd think they, we'd take a look at recent history and say, well, you'd think. Russia was here. And they're even closer to uh, Afghanistan than we are, obviously. Yeah. And after they just kind of gave up on it and said, this isn't worth it. It's just no not worth it. Well, they did a lot for the country, though. They built the only highway they've ever had. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's good. It is. And they built several concrete buildings, which were quite novel at the time. You know, something that wasn't built out of bombed out rocks. I, I think we had a pretty, I wouldn't yeah, want we had pretty here, good reason you know. to go in there to start out with. Yeah. But, we, but once we got there, we should have took a look around and say, hey, you know what? Once we get done with whatever, with whatever reason we're here, uh, we got to get our asses out of here pronto. Yeah. That would be the game plan, you would think. You would think. But not. I think once we get someplace we feel we can, you know, save the world or something. Uh, you know, there, there's another thing as we take a look at it from the U.S. side. Well, where have we gone? We've gone into Korea, save the day. We go to Vietnam, save the day. Go to Afghanistan, save the day. There's only one thing problem. Not Iraq, save the day. Go, not go to Iraq. Save, go to Iraq. Yeah, not save the day. Well, Iraq, I kind of right. get a little bit because we're a little concerned about oil. So, you know, we got, we got some oil. sort of We greed. did it for the oil. Come on. 
But Afghanistan, what are we doing? We're doing it's it's are we doing it for the uh, the rugs you get out of there? No, we're doing it for the Afghan hounds that are so attractive. Yeah, there's the there is the wonderful dogs that are like you said, yeah. are like in disguise. They they don't want everybody to know they're a dog, so they grow their hair real long. They do. They're great. The beetle of dogs, I guess. Yeah, George probably. George. But you know, when you take a look at the the little land that is that's it's not fertile, but at least it's level. They make op- the uh, agriculture's opium. Yeah, uh, fruits, nuts, uh, wheat, uh, whatever. Check check out the map, the topological map of of Afghanistan. Oh, I was thinking of doing that, but I didn't get that. Far. I did it. I did it. And you know what? There's just a there's only like a tiny part of it north of those mountains that is even at sea level. The rest of the country mm-hmm. is above sea level, and then there's a plain, an elevated plain. They call it a steep or step or something. That, that goes around the bottom lip of the country, and it's, it's only like 15, not even 15% of the whole country is, is where the opium is grown. It's, it's warmer there, you know, mm. and it's more or less flat, but the whole rest of the country is just mountains, 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 mountains. How about climate? How about climate? What kind of weather oh. do you get there? Name a weather and they got it. It goes, it goes yeah. in, the, in the north and in the higher altitudes. It, it the the seasonal the average temperature is five degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. Yeah, that's really cold. And then down south where they grow the opium and all that good stuff, it's let me get this mm. straight now. It can get over a hundred degrees in the summer, and the temperature is usually in the nineties. In the summer. Very interesting, because you would think, you know, just like flat desert, and what you got here is you got cold, you got mountains, you got all kinds of variability as it relates to weather. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a mixed bag of tricks, and none of the tricks are good. No, this is why. Why would you invade it? Here's why people usually invade it. It's a corridor, and if, oh yeah, you can romp and stomp. Yeah, you go through there to get someplace else. Someplace people else. wanting to go yeah. on the Silk Road. You know, to China back in Marco Polo days, they'd have to go through there. Mm, the Khyber yeah. Pass, it's famous. And so you're, you're using thing. a lot of popular words here, like famous yeah, stuff. Khyber Pass, Marco Polo, uh, yeah, the Silk a Road, pool game, swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. May I continue? May I continue? I'm just trying to point out some of your good points here, but I, I'll stop. I, I can do that. No, no, keep pointing them out. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You know, I always like that. Okay, so if you're not going to China, where are you going? Maybe you want to go to India, okay? And so you go through there to get to India. Alexander the Great went through the Khyber Pass and conquered Afghanistan to get to India. But, you know, it goes the other way, too. Then there are these English rajas who have wanted to conquer Afghanistan. And so they came up from Punjab and various places below or to the side of. And you know, invaded. And then, like you said, the British, they did it too. So what's the deal? Everybody has a different reason for going there, but everybody goes there sooner or later. And guess what? They all leave something behind. Yeah. They leave an ethnic group. They leave a religion, whatever. Now, the dominant religion is Islam. Well, they think 90%. Some people think 95%. They don't know. They can't count anything there because it's always moving. You know, guess what? There there are Christians there, but they don't openly worship. There's no churches. There are Jews there, but only one synagogue. 
Mm, that's be yeah. a big one. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think you want to keep a low profile if you're not Islamic. Yeah. So it this is this is you know what you take every country in the world and you put it in a blender and you take it up to about eight thousand kilometers above sea level and that's Afghanistan. Well, I got a feeling that you would think that now that we have the Suez Canal, that if you want to get to India, you maybe go that way rather than trouncing over a country. Well, those are that's just how it started. That's how the game got started. Yeah, I know. Before eighteen whatever. We yeah. didn't have that canal. So well, we culturally, canal. this place is is unbelievable. There's still Greeks living there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's and naming the names of stuff and all that. You know, it's it's all over the place. I mean, it is kind of a world history lesson if you go there and you try and learn. You know, well, the cities and the people and the language and all that stuff. It's it's quite an amalgam of. Cultures that are predominantly, you know, Islam, a lot of uh, Persian influence. And so you're, you're thinking it was a, a Middle Eastern country. It's not crazy because, you know, the first invasion was from the Middle East, from Persia. So I've got a barometer to give you that. that I use to Do determine you? something. Like, I call it the political instability barometer I use. And it's basically how many different flags have they had. And I don't Tell mean me. putting a new star because they got a state. I mean just like... Individual, completely yeah. different. They've had over 20 different flags. Yeah. That's so that shows you that there's some instability there. I've also got what I call the world recognition barometer, and that's how many Olympic medals do they have? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's one of your barometers? <laughs> that's a barometer. That's well, my barometer. Like, they, hey, is this country with it or not? They like soccer, and I think they like cricket, too. They've had two medals, two medals. They've gone, they participated, I think, 15 of the last 19 Olympics and, uh, 14 or 15. And they've gotten two medals in running. Uh, I guess it's the kind of place where running might come in handy. Well, yeah, altitude. Um, <laughs> and also good training. I love in those yes. mountains, you know, like Boulder is yeah. a good place to train here in the States. Yeah, it is. Um, and so as a result, they probably would, uh, and, and now what we need to do, this would really, really work out well if, first thing is, they have never participated in the Winter Olympics. So what we've got to do is we've got to make the marathon a winter event and make it in a, in a very adverse climate such as theirs to give these poor Afghanistans a chance to win more medals. Okay, John. Just a thought. I'm just trying to help this country out. You are. You're trying to help them. You're a solution. You're not a whiner. You're, you're a solutions guy. Don't complain. So Don't I explain. think that's about all I can. That's all I can say because guess what? That's all I know. That's good because we're ready for groaners now. Oh, groaners! Yes, groaners. We well, listen. Go to sleep. Yeah. Our we we usually provide uh, two groaners. Our groaners are provided by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. Commonly referred to as the coach. And St. Vincent has provided us with one I found suitable for the show. The other were not. I don't want to get into details. And mm. so I had to resort to a backup source, uh, my lady friend here. Lady in waiting can't hardly wait to give me a groaner. And so here they are. Alexa, in other words. Oh, I, I didn't want to mention her name because you know You I don't, but I do. That's my job. Okay. That's your job. Okay. Here's the first one. Why was the $5 bill unwelcome? He walked 
into the bar? Why was the $5 bill unwelcome when he walked into the bar? I don't know, John. It was a singles bar. You had to be there. That's okay. It was right. You're not that kind of guy. No, I'm not a bar guy. It was right in front of me. You're not a bar guy and you're not a singles bar guy. You're right. Okay. Okay. That was a stretch. I agree. Here's the next one. What is an American literature teacher's favorite cereal? What is an American literature teacher's favorite cereal? Well, if it was English literature, I'd say Cheerio. Yeah. It's not. But it's not. The the, the original, and I would have accepted, I I tried to wordsmith this to kind of narrow it a little bit. But here it is. Let's just get right to the yeah. out of the matter here. It's the Grape Nuts of Wrath. Oh, I like that. That's quite good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steinbeck would be proud. Yes, I, I figured if I kind of narrowed it a little bit, might have a chance. But it's, it's a stretch. It, it is a stretch, but it's, it's a reasonably good. So, All right, John. Good work. Got to it. Okay, always working on it. You know that. 